0: I'm sure many of you guys were around for Christmas and you remember the video. But for those of you that haven't, maybe you got to see that for the first time. But uh, it's been almost a year since Lily was born, and we wanted to get an update from the Wenzels and uh, kind of hear some of the, the the wisdom and treasures they've learned in the process. And um, obviously, I'm not George. I'm actually George's wife. If you have, if we haven't got to meet, my name's Sarah. Um, I'd love to meet you. Um, and we get to hear from the Wenzel Today and hear their story. Um, George and the team is, are actually in Sierra Leone, and if you're like, "What's Sierra Leone?" It's a country in Africa. So um, we'll hear more updates throughout the summer about that. Uh, but today we get uh, something special to, to hear from the Wenzels, and we're in a series called "It's We Don't Have to, Like I Don't Have Time for That or This." And a lot of times we go through life not wanting time for a storm; we don't want it to happen. Uh, and so they get to share a little bit about that today. Um and I think we have some pictures of Lily now. If you are how about you guys can share about your family now? Uh so how how is Lily doing and how are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, even before that, is it okay if I just open us up? Oh prayer? yes.
0: I would love that, Brandon. Awesome. Brandon's much more spiritual than me.
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> No, I, the truth be told, I think they're like, oh, great, George is gone, Scott's gone, what are we going to do? Let's just have the winsels get up there. They'll say something. No, I'm kidding. Uh, let's pray. God, thank you so much for bringing us here this morning. I just feel in my heart that you have a word for all of us. Uh, would you make this not about Abby or I or Lily so much as it is about you, Lord? Uh, use us and this trial to glorify you. Uh, I pray, God, that you'd give us ears to hear this morning and minds that are open to what you have for each of us. We love you so much, God, and pray this in your name. Amen.
0: You can put the swimsuit model up
1: again if you'd like.
0: So how is... (laughs) Thank you, Brandon, for praying. How how is Lily doing? How are you guys doing?
1: uh, It's kind of fun to, to see that, and she's... Oh no, she's not here. She was here briefly. She's napping now, but she's doing she's doing really well. It's been wild to see, even in the last month, some of the the developmental milestones that we had prayed for and hoped for to kind of start to develop. You know, she is uh, smiling and laughing. She's uh, crawling. She's trying to pull herself, or she is pulling herself up to things. Uh, she started to crawl stairs just this last week. That's not good. <laughs> Parents are like, "Oh gosh, get a baby gate." Um, do you want to add anything about how she's doing?
2: She you know, it's when you have walked through like a brain injury like she did, the kind of quote is wait and watch, which can be a really scary thing for parents. And there have been moments we've been fearful, but God just, I think from the beginning, really um, put it on Brandon's heart especially that he was gonna heal her fully and completely. It took me a moment more to get there, but the Lord did capture my heart as well. And as we just started to pray that and as we when we had those moments of of fear since coming home from the hospital, we just speak that truth. And he has really taken incredible care of this girl. It's like, we'll, we'll be kind of waiting and watching for a milestone that hasn't come yet, but it just keeps coming. So she's starting to talk a little bit. She's just, she's doing exceptionally well because of the goodness of God. I mean, it's only by him and through the prayers of his people that this little girl is thriving the way that she is, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, still, it still seems like there's moments, you know, like any parent might experience where you're, you're wondering and waiting for certain things. And, and part of our challenge is what of that is, you know, just normal developmental differences between kids being our third kid, there's a natural comparison. And, and what of it is, you know, the potential that it's been an impact of the start that she had with her brain. Um, and that's been part of our faith journey that we'll probably, we'll talk about at some point this morning.
2: I think one thing, though, and this wasn't a planned part, but I think, you know, God is so good to us even when we have those fears. Um, I call them lily moments because we didn't even have a name for her when she was born. We had some ideas floating around, and it kind of came after she was born. But the lily itself, you know, there's all kinds of varieties of lily, but the peace lily, it blooms in darkness. It thrives in the heart. And whenever I have these moments where I start to get really afraid again the Lord shows me somewhere a lily. It's bizarre how it happens, but I was really worried one day in Value Village and I look up and there's this like big painting of a lily right there. Another day I was recently on a, a vacation of ours. I was just having a lot of fear about some of the developmental stuff and um, walked into this like dark, kind of creepy bathroom in a coffee shop and I smelled lilies as soon as I walked into the bathroom and in the bathroom I don't know why they didn't put them in the main room for people to enjoy there was this big bouquet of fresh lilies on the back of the toilet and I was like it's just a reminder to me you are here God you are still here in the unexpected and whenever that fear comes up it's so good of him in that very personal way that he reminds me I'm still here Abby I'm still here um and that's what he's been doing with us all along and she's doing really well. She's kind of blowing away. Her neurodevelopmental doctor at her last um checkup said, I I would you know, I'm she's on track motorwise. I'd say she's advanced verbally. Like the things that are coming out like which is incredible. Here we thought maybe our daughter will never talk. And God
0: is just showing us, trust me, I'm good. I've got you. So mm. um you know, what are some other things that you've learned about yourself, your family, or the Lord through this kind of last year as raising Lily and going through those things? Yeah,
2: I think as I mentioned, you know, something I've learned about myself is I am prone to fear. I'm a human, and um, there's always going to be that temptation to fear and to fall back into fear, but God is always faithful. Um, that's an understatement. I mean, His faithfulness, as I watch, not even just through this, but from the beginning of my life until now, if we look back on our lives and we um, choose, and it's a choice sometimes because the feelings are there, but we choose to declare his goodness. We choose to, as Psalm 105 says, sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of his wonderful acts. It is hard to look back in retrospect and to see those places that God has been faithful and then not have the faith that he's going to carry you through what you're presently going through. Um, I love, um, there's a a quote by Lilius Trotter, who is in part part of our daughter's name. uh, And she says, take the very hardest thing in your life, the place of difficulty outward or inward, and expect God to triumph gloriously in that very spot just there. He can bring your soul into blossom. And we keep that um, on our fridge, actually, next to a picture of Lily and And just the reminder that if we have that expectation of God um, and we declare his goodness when we choose to worship him and declare his goodness instead of worrying and giving into those feelings, he really moves every time. So that's something that I've learned. You know, none of our lives are free of pain. This is not the last trial we will go through. There will be more. They, They happen. It's life. Um, And that's why the trials hurt so much is because they're not part of God's design. Um, They're part of a broken and fallen world. He didn't plan life to be this way. So when we do encounter these things, that's why they're painful. But He is there with us and He will never leave us or forsake us. He is so
1: faithful. I think one of the things that is interesting is that in my life, I kind of questioned at times um, that my story was of worth you know some people share their testimony and, and, and I, I felt like my faith was simple that I was in a sense trusting that the God that I was learning about growing up in the church w- was who he said he was, and uh, i hadn 't had a whole lot of trial or maybe I, I thought there was trivial in comparison to what other people were walking through and and yet what i what I learned is that you know in uh, the moments of greatest trial. You know, with the unexpected loss of my dad that you heard me uh, talk about there, that was tough. And I think there's a lot of uh, darkness there for our family. Um, And yet I remember standing right over here one Sunday singing a song that I didn't know we were going to be singing after the service today, but we will. Uh, And it says, God, you'll never let me down. And I remember just through tears singing that song as almost a Uh, A hopeful statement that God still is good and uh, when I when I realized that God could still be good even when things are hard I think it opened up uh, a boldness in my faith that has been pretty cool and and that gave me that trial though it wasn't something that was uh, enjoyable it gave me confidence uh, in who God is when we walked into this next storm to be able to say uh, God I have nothing to fear and with that came great peace. You know, I think that in Isaiah uh, chapter 52, am I right? 52 verse 12, it says, For the Lord will go before you, the God of Israel will be your rear guard. And I, I just think that with that, you know, we don't have to be afraid of, of what's coming. Uh, whether you're young or, or you're old and you've experienced challenge, you know, I think that there's um, nothing to fear because God is with us. He is in the midst of it. And, you know, interestingly, one of the things that I remember, my mother-in-law is here today and she doesn't know I'm going to say this, but after my dad passed away, I remember that she seemed filled with peace and it was almost as if I questioned, is this not sad for her? But she had lost both of her parents. She'd walked through trial and she knew that God was still good. She knew that it was going to be okay. And she knew uh, that God's goodness wasn't shaken in the midst of this trial. And I, I think that that's a hope that I have now that I've walked through some of life's challenges. I remember saying to Abby, like, the world feels a little darker when you experience hard things. And I think that that's not wrong. But I also, I also know that you know God is the light of the world and when we know him we're walking with him we can't be shaken and it feels like man this is rough this storm is rough but God is God is with us in the boat if you're familiar with that he's alongside us in the storm and he has the ability to say be quiet to the storm and he does we've experienced that peace in the hospital it was like There is nothing that is peaceful about this hospital room, and yet you are here, and consequently, your peace is with us.
2: And God is our great protector as well, so we can call out to Him and just ask Him to protect our future. You know, He has the ability to withhold trial from us as well, which is incredible. Psalm 91 talks all about that, and so we can, you know, declare that over our future as well. But so good to remember that even if it does happen, that he's still our protector. Nothing about him has changed, that he's still our protector. There were moments in the hospital, and I know this sounds wild and and almost strange now, but that peace that comes, that incredible peace that he gives is truly like nothing else I've ever experienced. I told Brandon in the hospital, like any more moments of this peace and I feel like I will just be in heaven, which seems so weird. It might even almost sound disrespectful to some of you to say, but until you've experienced that in the heart of a trial, it's almost like you don't, you want to revisit that place of peace because it was just so good. So now I have this confidence that my God will give me that peace. Whereas before, I think I, as a human, I just wanted to keep all of the painful away Um, As we all do. But I was especially so scared of anything bad ever happening to one of my children. I think that's a mother's greatest fear. Um, And I I cannot control that. My children belong to the Lord. Um, But even when that greatest nightmare, in a sense, happened he was so faithful, and he brought that peace in that moment, and it was good. And I tell you that because if you find yourself in that place, I want you to trust that that peace is going to be there too. Do not fear. You know, that is a commandment we hear throughout the Bible, and it it has reigned true for us, so you can take our word for it that God will be there with you, because he will never leave you.
1: Yeah, I... It's interesting and in some ways uncomfortable to be uh, in a spotlight. It's, it's interesting because we didn't, we didn't ask for uh, the sort of attention that Lily's story has received. And I think there's times where really we don't ask for what happens to us in life. But my hope is that this isn't about us or about Lily, but it's about God, right? And I know that as we share kind of our journey, I think of the people in our church who have also walked through hard You know, I think of Renee, who's here with us this morning and and has walked through, you know, she's literally learning to walk right now. And I think about, or relearning to walk, and I I think about the ways in which we have come alongside one another through those moments, you know, whether it's grief or loss or, you know, broken bones or uncertainty with um, diagnoses or questions about test results or uh, whatever it might be, right? I think that uh, God... God is being highlighted and glorified because we've asked for Him to shine. <laughs> and I think that, you know, the week before we, we went to the hospital with Lily, uh, there was a, a sermon that was preached uh, where we were, in, we were reminded to pray for God to show up and show off. And that was a prayer for many of us this past summer. And I know that the powerful thing is that He, he will... And he does, and he did, and he'll do it again. And I think that's the important thing for us to remember, that this is not an isolation, but that it's the same God who has the same power, and he's living within us. If we invite him into our lives, just say, Holy Spirit, come and live within me, because I want to be able to believe that you are who you say you are, because I need that in my life. I can't do this alone. And I think that's something that I've learned, and it's been reinforced through this story.
0: Speaking of which, um, there are people going through things that are challenging right now. Is there anything else that you would say to them as encouragement or wisdom? I think
2: Brandon said it in the video, but just a reminder that God is for you. He fights on your side. He, he loves you. He sees you. And he is for you. Um, I think we have this perception when we walk through trial that he is not, um, or that he's confusing, or I just don't understand why God did this. And I say perception because that's really all that it is. It's not his character. Um, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Scripture says in Hebrews, Malachi says, I, the Lord, do not change. Hmm. His character will not change. Even when we think he looks a certain way to us, he is indeed good, he is indeed faithful, and he is indeed for you. And I also just see challenges for all of us. Um, They're an opportunity to surrender. And I know that that word surrender can be very scary, um, enough so that it will bring you to your knees sometimes. I, I don't like the word sometimes because I don't. There's something within our human flesh that just does not want to give up. We don't want to surrender. Even if it is something that we know we have no control of, it feels better to grip so tightly to it and not let go than it does to just say, here you go, God. Um, But surrender yields freedom, and freedom is truly living, and that's what God has for us. And we can trust him that if we open our hands and say, here, God, I'm giving this to you, that he's going to take care of it, because scripture says he is the author and the perfecter of our faith that he who began a good work in you will carry it through to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We can trust this faithful God. We can let go. We can surrender. And he'll do something beautiful through your story. And that's the other thing too, is that we all have a story and our stories aren't always what we sign up for. Um, whether it's deep pain that comes out of nowhere and swipes us up, up the side of the head, um, or whether it's maybe based on our own sin in our past and we don't want to share it because it's shameful and it's painful. But I just encourage you to get outside of yourself a little bit, um, to step aside and not be so nearsighted about not sharing that story because god wants to be glorified through your story and he has his hands on your story for the sole purpose of his glory and we can agree that he is sovereign and we can agree that he is good and that he wants to be glorified so i just encourage you that you may have something about your story that when you do open your mouth and share someone is going to be greatly encouraged it's going to pick someone up off the ground and help them stand firm on their feet again. So don't hold too tightly to that story. Be willing to share it and to share it freely because God has great things that he can do through it. And it may be what causes someone to know him.
0: Thanks for sharing. Um, Were there specific verses or encouragement or things that you guys held on to and continue to hold on to? Yeah, I think... um, John
2: 14 um, just talks about the peace that God gives us, and I know we've touched on it a bit, but Jesus just said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Um, He does not give peace as this world gives, as the scripture says, and we know what it's like to live in the world. We know what it's like to have that absence of peace, but that's not the way that he gives it. The peace that he gives is beyond understanding. And um, that has been an anchor verse for me because there are times that I do need to revisit it and remember that it's still there. It's still there at any given point in time. He can transport us back to that place of peace because he's that good.
1: I think... uh... For me, one of the things that I kind of have been thinking about and growing with and maybe an encouragement for us this morning as a church, um, when, I, when I was at the hospital or when we were in the hospital, they give all of the parents who are, who are staying in the hospital uh, an orange lanyard. Somebody thought it was a backstage pass. Uh, it's not. Um, I wish I got a backstage pass for our band, but uh, it says parent, and all of the parents wear an orange lanyard. And... I didn't think about it a whole lot until it was time for me to leave the hospital. But then I realized that within the hospital, this orange lanyard signifies to the staff and the people that are there that I have something that's going on as a parent, that I have a child who's in the hospital. And interestingly, the the families that are there, it's almost like we have this this in common, right? So maybe a, a smile of empathy or understanding as you pass them in the hall. The staff, if they see an orange lanyard, they know, even the people at the Starbucks, of which there's three at Seattle Children's, (laughs) they know that their filter and their interactions with you is through a lens of care and caution and sensitivity. They're seeing you through those eyes. And when it was time for us to leave the hospital, I realized that I wanted that comfort. I wanted people to know I'm having a hard time. And I, it makes me emotional now because to put myself in that place is, I was fragile. We went to Seattle, no, I'm sorry, University Village for the first time uh, that we left the hospital. And I remember when it was time to get out of the car, I thought about my lanyard and I kept it on. Because I wanted people to have that filter still. I wanted that comfort and that security that I wasn't going to have outside of the walls of the hospital. And in my own reflection, I've realized that this orange lanyard is something that we all wear. We can't see it, and I wish that at times we could. I wish that when I looked at you, I could see it. I wish I knew what it said. I wish that it said right on the lanyard, like mine said, parent, when I was hurting, that yours would tell me grieving, that yours would tell me broken, that yours would tell me lonely, that yours would tell me addicted that yours would tell me I'm going through divorce, that yours would tell me depression, anxiety, the challenges of life, or that yours would tell me, you know, my son's graduating and I'm so excited but so sad at the same time. I wish it told me that. It doesn't, but then I think, God, give me your eyes so that I could see. Give me the eyes that I could see the broken. Give me the eyes to be able to know what people are struggling with, Lord, because uh, this life that we're living isn't one to, to live in isolation. And a lot of times people are afraid to share what's on the lanyard out of fear of vulnerability, out of fear of acceptance, out of fear of failure or shame or whatever it might be. The interesting thing is that though we might not know, and we can ask for God to give us his eyes and his heart to be able to act on the needs that we see, God sees us. God knows. It's obvious to him. And that's pretty cool. I, I feel like the emotion that I have is a symbol of God's heart just for each of us to know that He knows us and he's with us that when we when we feel like this is so lonely, no one understands. How could they? God knows and he sees us and he hears us and he loves us. And I think that's pretty cool. And I think that it's powerful for us to remember that he desires to know us and to walk with us. And for us to be able to uh, share what we're going through with him because he's also a God that understands and heals and loves and that's pretty cool I'd sign up for that and as we as a church move throughout our lives I think it's important that we remember uh, to surround those that have orange lanyards and maybe ask what's on yours when it seems like they're hurting and I I think that we, uh, as a church, do that. That's one of the things I love about Whitewater, but I would just encourage us to continue mm-hmm. and uh, to remember that uh, we have that filter as we walk through each day and each moment. When people are showing up here, I know that we're hurting, and, uh, and yet God is still good.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's... Um, um, when we revisit things like Lily to it resurfaces those things. And sometimes we don't want to share that with friends or even our family or closest people, but, um, we're known in that way. And there is freedom in that way. And I think it's kind of the way that we hold on to things too, that we don't surrender them to God and we can trust God and we can, you know, you can trust, uh, people that are trustworthy. (laughs) That's the tricky part, huh? So um, why don't you guys give the Wenzels just a, a round of applause for sharing. There are treasures that we really only get walking through darkness. And I think uh, Abby shared more like heaven kind of comes down to earth in those, in those trials if, if we let God. Um, and not hold on to that pain and control. But when we surrender, I think um, God really does come down in those ways. I wanted to make note before I forget, we would be happy to pray for anything that's going through your lives. We're all, all walking through different circumstances. We'll be available at the uh, last song and at the end of the service in the front. We are having some technical difficulties today, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> so, you know, just be flexible if, if something else happens. But I would love to pray for the Wenzels, if you want to pray with me, and also pray for just our, our Whitewater family this morning. So if you want to pray with me, that would be great. Lord, I thank you that we can trust you, that you love us so deeply. I thank you that your heart does come through when Brandon and Abby share that, that the Father's heart loves us through every trial. I pray for the, the circumstances that we're holding so tightly to, Lord. I pray that we would uh, let go of those circumstances, that you know our, our mindset is I don't have a time for a storm. I don't have time to even reflect what's going on in my life have time for these things. I pray that uh, we would make time and we would surrender them to you because we we can, that you're a good God, that we can trust you. Um, I thank you for your promises that you write. Um, In Deuteronomy, you say, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I pray that you would take the discouraged hearts in this room. And I pray that you'd give him that peace that only comes from you, Jesus. Um, and I, I thank you that we are never alone. I pray that you bless the one souls. I pray that you bless little, little Lily's life. Lord, I thank you for the people that have come to know you through her life already. Um, and I pray that we would all learn how to share our stories in a way that really glorifies you um, and that allows us to be known as a, as a family um, and as an individual. Lord, I pray that you teach us how to do that. And um, love well. In Jesus' name, amen.